You're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I'm a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or you finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. Before we get started today, I do just want to say a massive thank you for all the How's Your Head love that we have been getting recently. I'm so happy to know that you guys are enjoying the episodes. If you really, really love them, make sure you head on and chuck us a review. Either give us a few stars, hopefully five on Spotify. Uh, You can write a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Again, this just helps the show out so, so much and means that there can be plenty more to come. But yes, thank you so much for all your support. It means the absolute world. Today, we are talking about something kind of different, I guess. We're talking about the benefits of cold water therapy. And this is such a thing right now. If you're on social media, you will have seen this everywhere. And I think it's probably been a thing for the last few years. I know being the start of the year, this kind of cold water therapy, cold showers, cold baths, cold plunges was something that I have definitely wanted to partake in. A lot of health influencers and athletes and PTs have been raving about this kind of thing everywhere. Like I said, I have absolutely been sucked in by this. In a few more recent episodes, I've talked about going to feel good dips, which is like going swimming in the ocean with a bunch of people. You may have heard of Wim Hof or the Wim Hof Method. There are so many different kind of pages and organizations and everything like that now. I also went to a spa on the weekend with my friend Meg and, you know, we did some kind of sauna or hot pool to then cold plunge stuff, which was awesome. It feels so good for you and for your body and it just makes you feel really energized and alive. So I thought today would be a really good opportunity to talk about why. Why is it good for you? What does it actually do for the body and why should you start doing it to better your health? So to get started, let's talk about what cold water therapy actually is. And before I actually start getting into that, I do want to mention that we're not talking about cryotherapy here really today. This is known as cold therapy as well. And this is more when the body is exposed to extremely cold temperatures. So we're talking like minus 140 degrees Celsius, like really, really cold temperatures for several minutes. This is a bit more expensive. It's something that is done in a particular setting. Not everyone can just go and do cryotherapy. This is definitely something that athletes do a lot. And there are many, many similar benefits to what we're going to talk about today, but it's way more intense than kind of the normal stock standard affordable cold water therapy that we are going to jump into a bit more today. So what is cold water therapy? Now, according to Healthline, it's the practice of using water that is around 15 degrees Celsius to treat health conditions and stimulate health benefits. Now, it's usually up to 15 degrees. You'll find that a lot of people going in plunge pools and things like that will make them a lot colder than this. Now, this practice has been around apparently for centuries. 
It is an ancient practice in many different cultures, uh, particularly Scandinavia, in Japan, in Russia, and in Canada. I also read an article from The Conversation that doctors originally designed cold showers to be used on asylum and prison inmates to, and this is in little quotes here, cool hot inflamed brains and to instill fear to tame impetuous wills in the early 19th century. So take with that what you will. Today, in this day and age, Cold water therapy includes things like ice baths, brisk cold showers, outdoor swims, and cold water immersion therapy. And obviously, as I talked about before, this is to kind of treat a bunch of health conditions and also, as we said, stimulate health benefits. So on that, what are the general benefits of immersing yourself in cold water or practicing cold water therapy? Now, to be totally transparent, a lot of the benefits that come from this topic are anecdotal. So this is quite a different episode than what I would normally do. Those who have been listening for a really long time know that I love to be absolutely factual. I am very for all the evidence and I don't tell or base a lot of the, you know, the things that we talk about on anecdotal evidence. Today, we are changing it up a little bit. Obviously, if their evidence is mainly anecdotal, it means that there hasn't been enough research done for this particular topic. But I do think that when there is enough anecdotal evidence, then things like this are worth diving into and worth talking about. Now, the general belief is that cold therapy can improve circulation, it can deepen a person's sleep, it can create more energy in the body, and it can also reduce inflammation. And there are some research studies that have been shown to prove these things. So we'll go through the benefits that have actually got some scientific backing to them. And once again, a lot of these are based around this particular Healthline article that I found. And of course, I will link it in the show notes if you guys want to have more of a look at that. So the first health benefit we're going to talk about here is the fact that cold water therapy can help to boost the immune system. Now, this one is a big one, especially if you were like me, got out of lockdown last year and just got sick for the entire bloody year. I feel like I did not have, I reckon I was probably sick more days than I wasn't last year. So huge one here, boosting the immune system. Now, talking from the same conversation article by Lindsay Bottoms, it states actually that a large study from the Netherlands found people who practiced taking cold showers were less likely to take time off work compared to those who always took warm showers. Obviously, there's other factors that might come into that here. In another Dutch study, though, a group of participants who practiced meditation, deep breathing, and cold water immersion therapy, and then were exposed to a bacterial infection, had fewer symptoms than those who didn't practice these techniques. So basically what they think is going on here is that the body produces more anti-inflammatory chemicals and produces less pro-inflammatory cytokines, which are basically just small proteins that control the growth and activity of other immune cells and blood cells in the body in response to infection. So when a person participates in cold water therapy, this is happening in their body. They're producing more anti-inflammatory chemicals and producing less pro-inflammatory cytokines when infection is present. So anti-inflammatory responses from the body sounds pretty bloody good as a result. 
Personally, I have definitely noticed a difference in my eczema, which is, for those of you who don't know, an inflammatory skin condition. So for me personally, over the last few months, this has been a big tick. More scientific research though. The second thing we're gonna talk about here is that it helps to lessen muscle soreness and it can improve circulation in the body. So cold water therapy reduces those DOMS, that delayed onset of muscle soreness. How does this happen? When a person is exposed to those really cold temperatures, this causes blood vessels in the body to constrict. This is known as vasoconstriction, which is when the blood vessels narrow. This then means that blood flow is slowed or blocked in the body. So when you're in the cold water, the plunge pool, the shower, whatever it is, there is a decreased blood flow to the skin. And when you get out, the body obviously has to warm up again. This means that afterwards, there is an increased blood flow to the surface of the skin. This can improve overall circulation and therefore improve circulation of blood to the muscles as well. Let's quickly look at it from an injury point of view. Now, if you have an injury of some sort, the blood flow during this therapy is also reduced from that area, and this can reduce swelling and inflammation as well, which is why we obviously put ice packs on certain areas when you are injured. It can, of course, numb pain as well. So if you think about having an ice bath as kind of reducing the inflammation and the soreness over your whole body, that's kind of doing the same thing. Now, if you've ever played footy, you would surely have had an ice bath here or there after a game to reduce soreness. It works a bloody treat. Of course, you cannot just rely on this method, though. You do need to make sure that if it is to reduce muscle soreness, that's the reason you're using this therapy. You need to also complete stretching or other active recoveries to help reduce the soreness. Let's talk about number three here now. And again, this is another big one. Cold water therapy may help symptoms of depression and anxiety. Now, obviously, it is not a cure, but it has been shown to help to ease symptoms of both of these mental health conditions. So how does this work? This occurs because the cold water appears to activate the sympathetic nervous system. And this is the part of the nervous system that helps the body activate the fight or flight response, which I'm sure a lot of us will have heard of before. If you haven't, this is basically just an automatic response to something that is perceived as a threat or perceived as stressful or dangerous. Now, when the fight or flight response is activated, there is an increase in the level of a hormone called noradrenaline. And this is most likely the reason that we see an increase also in heart rate and in blood pressure. When your body is reacting in this way, we also see an increase in mental alertness, which can help people focus and concentrate and feel better. In addition to that, according to the conversation, a proposed mechanism is that due to the high density of cold receptors in the skin, a cold shower sends an overwhelming amount of electrical impulses to the peripheral nerve endings in the brain, which can have an antidepressive effect. Cold water therapy can also stimulate the body to release endorphins. Now, endorphins are our feel-good friends. They're our favorite friends in our brain there. And we know that endorphins can reduce symptoms of depression and anxiety and increase our feelings of overall well-being. So 
When a person has an increased sense of well-being or they have an increased mood, they might find that they're feeling more motivated. They then might feel more calm. They might therefore get a better night's sleep. They might wake up in the morning and feel like they can focus more. They might do really well in their job the next day. They might have really good life satisfaction. These things are all interrelated. So when we talk about something that sounds very general, like overall well-being, we need to remember that there is kind of a domino effect with health in this way. It's often that when one thing is going right and we're following that, all the other things kind of just happen to fall in line as well. Doesn't always happen that way, but it can. And don't we love that? I love this reason to get going with the cold water therapy. Moving on to number four now is it increases your energy levels. I quickly spoke about that at the start of this episode is I definitely feel that after I get out of either a cold plunge or a cold swim or whatever it is, there's something in it where you just feel a little bit more alive afterwards. Scientifically though, they blame this on the shock response that a person gets when they first get in cold water. And if you've done it before, you will know that feeling. The shock response allows for a higher oxygen intake. So this is when our breathing's quicker, our heart rate's a bit quicker. It's really important here to learn how to breathe properly to make sure that you can stay in the water or stay in the shower, whatever it is, for longer than 30 seconds or so. A common kind of breath practice here is to take two breaths in and almost like one big sigh out. I don't know if I want to do it here. That's kind of what it's going to sound like. Also with that initial shock response comes higher alertness as well. So that is also something that can occur from doing the cold water therapy. And last one I'm going to talk about here is an increase in metabolic rate. And this is where cold water therapy has been linked to weight loss. Now, again, more research is definitely needed here. However, Some studies have shown an increase in metabolism through this cold water therapy. And when we're talking about our metabolism or our metabolic rate, this is the rate at which the body uses energy and burns calories. So you could say cold plunges may help to improve metabolic function. As I said, though, there is definitely more research or evidence needed here Obviously, I would not count on this and this alone to help with weight loss, but it may be something that you do in conjunction with other things like exercise and eating well to help you achieve your goals. So we've talked about the benefits and you're thinking, geez, this sounds great. How do I get into this? What do I do? A good starting tip for someone who's never tried to have a cold shower before or a cold bath. Now, this is something you can kind of only do in the shower, but take a warm to cold shower. So start warm, start on your normal temperature and then slowly drop the temperature over time. This can just kind of help to ease a person into the practice. Another thing is to have your cold shower after you've exercised or when you're really warm so that it feels more refreshing than a shock factor to begin with. Obviously you can go and just have an ice bath. This is when you are submerged up to your neck for a few minutes. You could go for a cold water swim. Generally, people do this in the ocean. Obviously, there is some safety around this, which I will talk about in a moment. You could go to a feel-good dip or something else in your area. I know there are plenty around now, and they've all got a really good, fun community vibe. So that is also something you could get around. 
of course, following Iceman underscore Hoff on Instagram or reading up on the Wim Hof method. I will, of course, link his uh, website in the show notes if anyone wants to check that out as well. As I said at the start of this episode, this is the affordable type of cold therapy. Everyone should have access to a shower or the ocean or a bath of some sort. So if you do want to try this, there's a couple options. But of course, as with everything, there are risks involved here too. And I'm going to go through those now. So obviously with something like this running around the internet, there are going to be some risks involved. Now, according to the American Heart Association, sudden immersion in water under approximately 15 degrees Celsius can sometimes cause cold shock in a person and could even lead to death. So we spoke about the rapid increase in breathing, in heart rate, and in blood pressure. This can go the other way too, especially for those experiencing heart disease or anyone with cardiac history. Of course, as well, if you're planning to do this kind of thing in deeper water, the shock response can cause drowning for some people as well who don't feel like they can move. Another study suggests that prolonged water immersion could lead to heart muscle damage over time. Basically, there are some strong safety tips you should abide by before jumping into freezing cold water or participating in any of this of any kind. Let's talk about a couple safety tips. The first one here would be, of course, as with so much that we talk about in these episodes, talk to a doctor first, talk to a medical professional first. I just talked about how this could cause cardiac stress and there have been deaths recorded from cold exposure as well as heart attacks. So make sure that this is right for you before you do anything. Number two here is to never do cold water therapy alone, especially when you're in open water. Might be a little bit different if you're just having a quick 30 second cold shower, but if you're doing it in a plunge pool or in deeper water, make sure there is always someone there with you. Number three is making sure that you warm up when you get out. Hypothermia is no fun. Make sure you dry off, you get dressed. It might help to drink something warm, have something to eat. It's also important not to have a super hot shower or bath straight afterwards. This is because blood flow change suddenly can actually cause people to faint. Obviously, when we're looking at kind of that sauna to cold water plunging, this should always be done in a proper environment. And number four is about keeping it short and sweet. So you can actually experience the benefits of cold water therapy in just a few short minutes, even up to two minutes. Besides maybe a mindfulness thing or a meditation kind of thing, there's no real therapeutic reason to stay in an ice bath or a cold shower any longer than that. You should definitely never stay longer than 15 minutes as well. So there you have it. A bit of info about why everyone is getting into the ice bath, the freezing ocean, or even just the cold shower. Once again, always check with a medical professional if doing something like this is right for you, especially if you are getting in super cold ice baths or plunge pools. Personally, I have been loving the cold showers. Watch me try and continue that over the Melbourne winter. I don't know how I'm going to go. Come over to my Instagram, the health classes you missed, and let me know whether you are planning to do this or you've already participated in cold water therapy. I would love to hear from you. 
Thank you for being here, guys. Thank you for always supporting the health classes you missed. Make sure you click that follow button. Have a great week. I'll be back in your ears on Thursday for yet another How's Your Head episode. See you later.